0: Welcome to Stand Out Life, a podcast dedicated to living boldly amongst the busyness. My name's Ali Hill, and as a psychologist, I love asking people questions. And I thought, what better way to do this than to get the people I admire into a studio to share their stories. This podcast is our corner of the world where all of us can dive deep into what it takes to live a standout life. The mission to find the right lip shade can sometimes be as painful as landing the perfect swimsuit or fitted pair of jeans. Today's guest, Courtney Tracy, has found a solution along with her sister, Kimberly, and it seems that everyone is glad that they did. The Lip Lab was founded in 2015 after the sisters noticed that the personalisation trend was taking off, and they were keen to deliver a unique, customised beauty concept here in Australia. Today the lip lab has more than 14 stores across Australia and is set to go international into Kuwait, the Philippines and India no less. We talk about the concept behind the store, the importance of having people you trust in your corner and the key role that business owners need to have in driving the energy and the vision for a brand. Courtney is also a big believer that there is a perfect red lipstick for everyone. You just need to find the perfect one For you. This conversation is a great insight into how to turn an idea into a fast growth business. Enjoy the energy that oozes from Courtney Tracy. Courtney, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Um, we're going to dive into the business that you've gone into with your sister, the lip lab. But before we do, um, my question for you is what was the drive behind getting into business full stop? Because this isn't your first business. You've had a couple of other businesses. So what was the drive behind going down the business route for you?
1: Yeah. So we have always been in the beauty industry. My sister owns her own salon. My mum owned her own salons and my other sister owns her own silent and I it was the odd one out. I did tattoo removal. So we have always been in that industry and we just seen a gap in the market in personalized custom cosmetics. So, um, we just wanted to do it as a hobby and it's
0: kind of taken over all our businesses. So <laughs> <laughs> that little hobbies, yeah. become something massive. Mm-hmm. So the brand is called the lip lab, the lip lab. Yes. Um, and tell me a little bit about what's unique about this brand.
1: Uh, What's unique is that we are the only people that really do custom lipsticks and foundations in Sydney, Um, well, even Australia, I guess. Um, You can create your own base, your own colour, if you want to shimmer in there, if you want to put any additives in your lipsticks. Um, We do lip glosses,
0: liquid foundations, Moisture tints, concealers, it's never-ending. <laughs> so you have people coming in um, and they might have a colour in mind or they might just be going, I'm not sure what colour and then yes yeah, so as
1: well. Yeah, so we have a lot of ladies that come in not knowing what they want and... Um, The experience that I've had, I can now look at someone and say, okay, you need this colour and I can create that on the spot for them or some ladies bring in dresses that they want the colour matched or we actually had a 94-year-old woman come in and recreate a discontinued lipstick that she'd had for 20 years. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it was actually um, made from whale fat. That's how old the lipstick
0: was. Going, so, we've got some new stuff these days. Yeah, <laughs> we, ha- we have some new new bases <laughs> now. Right. Yeah, that's incredible. So yeah. for her, she was able to then go back to a yeah. color that she loved. Um, I mean, that's just cruelty free. Yes. <laughs> so, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful kind of gift for a whole yeah. range of different. So
1: discontinued areas. lipstick. So yeah, it it suits to a wide range of women. You know, four year olds come in making lip glosses, and then we can do
0: you know, discontinued lipsticks for older women. Do you personally look at colour differently now? Mm-hmm. Like colour everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Before it was really hard
1: for me to see what a cool colour was and what a warm colour was. So I think doing this has definitely made me look at colours a lot more. Like that, if I walk past the shop, that looks like a really nice red. I want to make that red. Or, you know, a mauve. I love mauve right now. So any mauve that I see, I just take a photo and I want to recreate the exact colour.
0: Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I can imagine people bringing in swatches or photos or pieces yeah, of paint, a wall or all random things and going, yeah, how do we recreate this? We get a
1: lot of um, looks from red carpets. A lot of people want the same lipstick as Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but... Um, not always that will suit you. Uh, you, so you really do need to cater to your, to what your skin tone is. So a lot of women had to kind of be let down to say, like, that doesn't suit you, but they do try it. But, yeah, we do get it the exact match for them. So
0: Yeah, beautiful. So they can come in with an idea, but let's mm-hmm. actually look at your skin tone or... Yeah, exactly. This kind of That's what's good about base. it. You
1: can tweak it whether you don't like it. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, if you love it, you want to add a little bit more pink, a little bit more brown, you do get that choice to change it up to suit you. So I think that's what's, um, like, really good about what we do. Where did the idea come from? My sister and I were actually travelling overseas and they um, we went to a little store and they did foundations. It was a lot different to what we do, um, but they had a smaller selection of lipsticks, so... I've always wanted the perfect black lipstick and, I mean, four years ago you could never get that. Um, so we were like, this is amazing. Like what? Can, how do we do this? Uh, we got put onto a cosmetic compounder over there and it just went from there. So how do, how, does, how do you do it in store? So you can choose what base you want. It's all made out of your plant waxes. It's uh, cruelty-free, completely natural, and... Um, and then once you choose your base, whether it's matte, cream, vegan or butter, um, you then choose the pigments that you want in that. So there's a wide range of colors and we just start mixing from there.
0: So a little bit like going to the paint store and <laughs>
1: mixing pretty, up your pretty much yes. Yeah. A, yeah, right. a lot of ladies say it's like cold rock. right? They're mixing because yes. you just keep adding whatever you want in there. So See the
0: tones as they come. Yeah. So you had the idea overseas um, and it's a it's probably part of a, a wider trend at the moment where people are going, how can I get something personalised? How can I get something customised rather than just being sold to something that's for me or is really personalised as a mm-hmm. gift for someone else? Was that a trend that you had seen as well? Yeah, I
1: I never really wore much lipstick before, you know, we went on this venture, but um I, when I would try on lipsticks, the red selections wouldn't suit me. They just It doesn't cater to every skin tone. There could be so many reds but it's only going to suit, you know, one skin tone. So we do have a lot of ladies that come in and I'll mix them a colour and they'll say, no, I don't like that. Like, you need to try it on. So once they try it on, they're like, wow, I would never have picked it up in the store. So you do get that option and that, like that choice really to
0: um, try on what... You normally wouldn't, because I can imagine if you have <clears> tried a colour that was in store, for example, and didn't suit you, you would go, "Well, that's it. I, I, me and red lipstick just don't work." Exactly. So you yeah. would avoid. I've all had of a it. lot of.
1: I have had a lot of women come in and say, "Oh, red doesn't suit me," and I just say, "Red suits everyone. It just depends what red you are wearing." So I always get them to try on a red that would suit them, and now and they leave with it. I don't think I've ever had a lady that has come in that hasn't left with a red when she said reds don't suit her.
0: I love that. Red lipstick for everyone. Mm -hmm. Just finding that power colour that suits you. I know. I love a good red lipstick. (laughs) (laughs) Which you can't see in audio. Yeah, no. But it's amazing. I've got it on (laughs) today. (laughs) What what was, was there a moment where you realised that this hobby or this idea um, actually is bigger than just an idea?
1: Yeah, so um, that would probably have been when we were inundated with emails of wanting to franchise overseas. We had, I think, 400 emails in, I think it was over two days, where people were like, "We need to bring this to um, this country, this country, this country." How did they? How did they find out about they just, you? We had a um, video go viral of okay. the mixing process, and we just got absolutely swamped with emails. So I think that was when we were like okay, this is, we're onto
0: something here. This is a lot bigger than we ever anticipated. Had you built a community that had helped that go viral? Like, was is that part of the story as well? Or was it more just it was so new, so different? It was different? just so
1: new and so different um, because it was when we first started. It was really fresh. So we didn't really have much behind us but the store and a little bit of social media. Um, but, yeah, people just seen it on that
0: video and, yeah, they just jumped at it. (laughs) So what was the conversation between you and your sister after those two days, 400 emails in going, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that's when we thought we need to start franchising these out,
1: which is what we've done. We have the 14 locations across Australia now, and we've just gone international. So that's what kind of made us take the step to franchising.
0: It's one thing to say, yes, there's an opportunity there. There's a whole nother thing to back it, put a branding out, find people who will actually purchase the franchises, um, find funding on locations mm-hmm. and stores and equipment. Yep. Um, so tell me, walk me a little bit through that journey. So we set up roadshows in each state um, and we just
1: kind of pitched it from there. We'd get a, um, a room at a hotel, a convention room. We would set it all up invite people to come and we would show them the process of everything um, you know the statistics, all our financials and it just went from there we we just got so many people um, pretty much throwing their money at us fantastic yeah
0: that's so that's where you want to be yeah <laughs> can't yeah. complain it, it is very
1: overwhelming yeah because it will happen so quick. I think we were doing a um, state like once a week so it was very. One.
0: <laughs> what part of the business do you enjoy the most? Um, I think
1: the new ideas that are coming. I do enjoy bringing new um, products out. We, um, that's probably the most exciting thing, just because there's so much we want to show everyone and cater to everyone, that it just takes time. So I think that's the most exciting thing for me is that we can offer so much um, and just a wide range of everything in makeup to the
0: customers. So I think that's what keeps it pretty exciting for me. So you can see that next expansion from just lipstick to lip glosses to Mm -hmm. concealers. Yeah. Eyeshadows?
1: Eyeshadows. uh, We are doing a highlighter range, a contour range and pressed foundation and loose foundation. And um, the most exciting one for me right now is blend your own fragrance. Wow. Yeah. So that's really. I actually went to the meeting the other day, and it's just amazing how it's all done.
0: Yeah, it's that's really fascinating. So fascinating, because so. people will have their unique um, smells, and I can imagine a bit like your ninety-four-year-old, yeah, uh, story that there would be scents or smells yeah. that trigger a memory or. There's trigger so a many to choose from.
1: Mm. It's it's incredible. We're so lucky to have been. Um,
0: able to do this. So I can't wait to show everyone when it's launched. What, because a lot of that business growth and it happening so quickly and, and the new opportunities, what helps you in that decision-making along the way around when do you launch a new product? How do you do that? Do you do it just in Australia? Do you go international? You know, what helps you m- get clear around those decisions? So we, me and my sister, we do a meeting
1: once a week and we say, okay, what's what are we going to roll out first? Because it's been such a short time and we've expanded so quickly, it is hard for us to choose what is going to go out next because we do have so many new things coming that it's just, we've kind of just set it up as one thing will come out a month. That's the easiest way we can do it because there is so much. Um, but yeah, our parents are pretty helpful with our decision making. They kind of keep us grounded and tell us, you know, maybe you should go this path. Maybe you should put this out first, but they are very helpful with um, what we decide to do in the business.
0: And sounds like having been in the industry, having been in business. Yeah, they know. They're a good sounding board. Do you ever ignore them? No. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: because if something went wrong, I just... Yeah. I wouldn't want to, I told you so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, no, it's all
1: gone good so far, so I'm just going to keep listening to them.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting in that decision, as you say, they, particularly when there's so many options mm-hmm. and when it sounds like it's growing so quickly. Yeah. Um, but that can be the, the overwhelm of well, where do we go and what do we do and, and if do we do too much too early, do we yeah. do not enough too late?
1: Yeah, um, well, because it has grown so quickly in three years, we just have to roll things out so quickly because it's just going crazy. So, but because it's only we know that we trust their judgment and we know that they're not going to want us to or make us do something that's not going to benefit us. So I think we're pretty trusting in them.
0: Useful (laughs) useful to have those kind of mentors in your corner who you know are absolutely in your corner. Yeah. Um, So international opportunities, what's next in that space? So we are opening in Kuwait in July. Um, the Philippines
1: and we are going to do a road show in India. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of people contacting us about India. So that's that's pretty
0: exciting. Really interesting countries. So mm-hmm. Kuwait, Philippines and yeah. then looking at India. What was next next year with those? we are hoping Europe. Um, okay. the
1: connection with those we just got approached by all of them. Just Kuwait was um, probably our biggest, um, you know, because they've bought, I think, seven territories in um, the UAE. So that was probably our biggest um, sale, which is, has been pretty exciting for us. That's
0: that's been good for us. <laughs> really interesting, <laughs> yeah. and I imagine, yeah, a whole who lot of learning. Because who would have thought Kuwait? Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not the first country I would have thought. But I know. Um, yep. So following the opportunities as they come up, mm-hmm. by yeah. the sounds of that. Has there been um, any failures along the way or any struggle, things that have kind of surprised you that have gone, wow, I didn't see that kind of coming? Um, not
1: really. Uh, we have made a few bad decisions with a few of the things we have um, chosen to do. I mean, it's all a learning curve. We, you can't get everything right, so... Now we know for the next path that we take, there's certain things that we would change. I mean, what we did put on our um, business goals list when we first started, it's definitely changed a lot in three years. So we don't think of it as, you know, a bad thing that we've done. We more so think of it as a
0: lesson learned, really. Which is the key to fast business is to kind of go, okay. Okay, that doesn't work. Scrap that. Let's do the next thing. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, What's the next big learning, do you think, that's in front of you? I would say going international. I think that is definitely
1: a learning curve. Um, Each sale is a lot different to the other. Um, So we do change it up. What didn't work the first time, um, what does work, we do it
0: again. So... Yeah, I think definitely international sales. I imagine they're going to be so different for each different country, each continent. Different. Yeah, sale. exactly.
1: It's completely different. Um, the paperwork that goes into it, like you said,
0: it's it's very different. And continued growth in Australia? What is that? Part yeah, of the so goal we're well? hoping
1: to go into Adelaide this year. So that's exciting for us um, as we don't have a store in Adelaide yet.
0: Yeah, awesome. Business is busy, and when you've talked about the growth that you're going through and the sheer amount of learning that's happening along the way, Mm. how do you look after yourself in amongst all that busyness? Do you have any kind of uh, non-negotiables for yourself? It's hard. (laughs) It is very hard, but um, I
1: do take time out quite a lot to take my daughters away. We're always travelling. I just want to make sure that it's very normal for them. I always do only work in school hours um, and when they go to bed, I'm replying to emails. So I do take time out um, for myself in that sense um, but pretty much the only time I take out is to go to day spas if I'm not with them.
0: <laughs> that just that eases my mind. Yes, yeah, the reset mm-hmm. to get going again. You how old
1: How old are your daughters? Five and six, yeah. Nice and close. <laughs> yeah,
0: busy, active yeah. ages. Makeup obsessed already. So <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Their pathway is, is set before you yeah. as well. What's What's the next opportunities um, for you in your own kind of growth around business, learning, leadership, um, understanding what's next. What's your your next growth? Um, I
1: actually, for like me personally. Yeah. I really want to take up a new language. I just, I think having the business and meeting new people, it makes you want to, um, you know, actually do things for yourself, whereas I've pulled back a lot. I haven't because the girls have been so young. So I do want to, um, like I even said to my girlfriend the other day, I want to do karate. Like there's so many things that I want to do for myself and like my growth personally because the business is so big and I've done so much for
0: the business kind of do want to take time for myself soon. <laughs> I actually think that is such a good strategy because it pays back. Mm-hmm. It pays back to your kids. Yeah. It pays back to the business. Yeah. And that sounds bizarre that karate or another language would. Yeah,
1: but exactly. Um, just even French, I was like, maybe we could open a store in France and I could learn French. <laughs> so it's just all, you really need to take care of yourself if you run yourself down too much the business will fail. So you really have to, you do have to find that balance, which I I think I have found.
0: (laughs) What's it like working with your sister? And it's easy because you're the only one here today, by the way. So you you can talk about it from (laughs) your perspective. They leave all of
1: this up to me. My sister (laughs) leaves all this up to me. Um, It's actually fun. She does have her business in Camden. um, So she's there quite a fair bit. She doesn't really come into the store too much. I'm... Just do all the work for her? No. Um, so it is easy but we do like to get together once a week just to run through everything, um, new ideas, like I was telling you what we want to roll
0: out, newsletters. So are there key strengths, I guess, that you often, that you each bring yeah. to the business, to mm-hmm. the conversations? To we the are
1: business? both so different so we have completely different ideas but it works because I'll, I wouldn't even have thought of some of her ideas and, you know, vice versa. So... Um, it is good that we can kind of put those together and work out a different way to do it that suits both of our styles. So it is good. I, I love working with her. I can trust her. So back to the trust thing, I guess.
0: Yeah, having those people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like, and you've spoken about your family, you um, so beautifully and they're obviously such a key part of the business, but there, are, you were saying just before we came on that they're such a supportive part for you as well. So that those opportunities to be able to jump on a plane or mm-hmm. to go somewhere has they're, been... They are amazing. I'm so lucky to have my family. Um, they go
1: above and beyond not just for the business but for our personal life as well. So I am lucky in that sense. Um, I think that's what's made this, you know, business kind of flourish because... They've been so great with us. Um, definitely wouldn't be here without them.
0: <laughs> Do you have any business um, kind of icons or mentors or people that you look up to that go you know, what they're doing and how they're doing it um, yeah. in any industry? That-
1: any industry. I've mm-hmm. always looked up to my mother though. So that is the first person I would say because she's so, she's got such a great business ethic Um She's taught us so much. But in saying that, Sally from The Lustless, amazing what she does. And Roxy, amazing. I look up to, um, you know, women like that. I'm so empowered by, you know, hardworking women. So I think there, there's so many. I can't even, name, can't even name them all. But there is so many. And I'm just, it makes you so much more motivated to push the business because it is a female-run business. So it
0: is really empowering. Has that has that ever been a barrier at all? And I only say that because it's, um, you know, we often there needs to be more and more. I think female role models and female owned and female run businesses.
1: Yeah, no, it's never been it's never been an issue. Um, I think having daughters has made me push myself a lot more, uh, just so they know that they can do it on their own. Um, but yeah, I think in this like generation. It is a very, uh, it's a very
0: common thing for women to, you know, be like boss ladies. So I, li- I like it. How important is it to be able to back yourself if you're in a negotiation or in a conversation to actually be going, no, this is the way it needs to be done? So important. And I've only just learnt that having the business, I would bend over
1: backwards for I'll do that, I'll do that. Um, but since being in this business, you do really need to back yourself and trust your gut. You need to, you, you need to make the decisions and you need to know what's good for you and your business. Um, you will always have a lot of people telling you what to do. Um, but,
0: you know, always trust what you want. I guess that also goes into staff as well. So if there's someone listening who might be starting their own business or thinking about that, um, you can have a great idea and know that it's going to grow, but you need people behind you or you need to hire people or you Mm -hmm. need to franchise, but you need to have a really strong relationship with them. What advice would you give them about starting down that kind of leadership journey? Yeah,
1: I think a main thing, like you just said, staff, you need to trust your staff. They are selling your brand. So if they're not in it, your business isn't going to work. But what I have found, if you don't have any drive in your business, your staff aren't going to have drive. So you must always be motivated. Otherwise your staff will be demotivated. So I'm always, whenever I go into the salon, they probably hate it, but I'm so, you know, we need to do this challenges. And I'm always pushing them because if they don't see that I'm excited about my brand, that then it's not going to work. They're not going to be excited. They're not going to push it. So I make sure that I'm always, you know, on their back, <laughs> telling them how motivated I am. So
0: it's absolutely that mirror that mm-hmm. kind of says, exactly. Hey, yep. This is this is how we need to move it and how we need to go.
1: Yeah. So that's um that's probably the best advice that I could give is just you need to be on the ball. Otherwise, if you're if you're sitting at home and you're not working, they're not gonna want to, they're not going to wanna push it for you. So there's a level of energy,
0: yeah. I imagine <laughs> you need to bring that needs to become contagious. Yeah.
1: And I'm my positive vibes just bounce off everyone at work. I'm going in there later. They're gonna be bouncing around.
0: <laughs> Watch out.
1: I turn the music up. It's it's fun. But yeah, like I said, you need to trust your staff. We have had it was a learning curve. It was a lesson. Um, but the staff that we have now are amazing. They're so good and they're so helpful. They they love the brand. They love what we do. So you do
0: need staff that'll love it. Yeah, follow your energy and, and bring that passion so that they're, particularly yeah. in the kind of work that you're in, I imagine, they're, they're absolutely the face of it. Yeah. It's that experience that they have with the customers. Exactly. Um, and and are going to sell what, what comes next for yeah. that brand. Look, in rounding up this conversation, the name of this podcast is called "Standout Out Life. Uh, when I say that to you, what does it mean to you to live a standout life? Standout life, I think just putting your all in, into something.
1: Um, standing out from the rest. Um, yeah, make yourself different. Don't be like everyone else. That's my motto pretty much. I just do my own thing and if people don't like it, then what can you do? Send them love anyway. But um, yeah, always thinking of new and innovative ideas that set you out from the rest. It's
0: that's, that's what I think. Sounds pretty good. Especially yeah? with the right <laughs> colour of red lipstick. Yes, You are exactly. ready to go. <laughs> yes.
1: Or even like a blue that would set you apart from everyone else. Absolutely. <laughs> I
0: love it. Thank you so much, Courtney. It's been a delight to
1: chat You're you. welcome. Thank you for having me.